Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Woo! Welcome back, everybody, to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. This is episode 34. I am your host this week, Marcus Keller, joined, as always, by my fantastic co-host, Tyler Erlinson. <laughs> Hey, how's it going, everyone? And Jake Jude. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? You hear that? I'm, I'm not fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you're fantastic. I'm not. What do you mean? I said hosts. Yeah. Yeah. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, episode 34. Tell them what you did. <laughs> Tell them what you did. I'm so upset. <laughs> um, so halfway through recording this episode that you're about to listen to, I, in a poor attempt to plug my laptop in, unplugged our recording device uh, about, would you say, 20 minutes into the recording? Uh, Maybe 30. At least. least. And uh, you might be thinking, well, if you had the first 20 minutes, why are you doing the intro again? That's because apparently when you unplug the device without ejecting the SD card properly, you corrupt the file, meaning that everything we recorded is gone. So uh, this you're actually listening to episode 34, take two. <laughs> um, Great. So first time we've ever had to do one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is. And yeah. it is, it makes so much sense that it's because of me. That just, that just fits. Um, Great. Anyway, part of the reason we were laughing is because, or laughing harder than usual is because every joke I'm about to tell, they've already heard because we've already done this. Yeah, but I mean, forcing our laughter at your jokes is nothing new to us. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, this is a very professional production we've got going on here. As and, it always uh, is. As such, we have an equally professional fake sponsor, <laughs> which, uh, you know, every every professional business has. Um, what could it be? I'll just <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, I'll just remind our listeners again that uh, our fake sponsor is just a placeholder for a real sponsor, which I'm now slightly less confident we'll be able to get someday. <laughs> Jake got an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, we'll yes. get to that. All right. No, that is now. Yeah. Hey, Jake, what'd you do this weekend? I got bullied enough to. <laughs> This is so stupid. <laughs> so the first time we recorded this podcast, I, okay. So the backstory is, is that these guys always bug me about how I have an Android. And so last week my phone contract came up. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to get an iPhone. I'm tired of getting bugged. It might be better. Let's give it a shot. So I bought an iPhone. Didn't tell anyone. Haven't been using it for the last few days. Smuggled it into the podcast room. No one saw it. We started recording, and then when I pulled it out, I got their genuine reactions to the new iPhone that I bought. And it was really funny, and it was great. And it's lost forever. <laughs> yeah. Because I corrupted the audio file. So so anyway, Tyler, how'd that go again? We were like, whoa, you got an iPhone. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's what we sounded like. Anyway, Jake has an iPhone, so we're going to stop relentlessly bullying him about that specific topic great there will be more in yeah. this episode trust me without a doubt <laughs> yeah can see because the, we've already recorded I can this see episode. The future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i can predict some ways we're gonna roast yeah. you you have to say sleuth foot again by the way <laughs> <laughs> 
What are you talking about? It's called a slew foot, Marcus. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's fair. I'll Speaking eat that of slew foots, it's time for the fake sponsor. <laughs> what are you? Slew foot you. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> going to be going out the driveway yeah. later. <laughs> Just whoop. Yeah, that's Great. your punishment for deleting the podcast. <laughs> You're going to break my skull on the driveway? <laughs> Things happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, hey, man, clean play. Get yeah. Suspended for three okay. games. Make sure it's on city property. <laughs> right. I don't okay. want to get charged. <laughs> yeah. All okay. right. Moving on to the fake sponsor. Um, I think I gave them the rundown on already on what it is. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Pot... Train wreck. Take three. <laughs> <laughs> this week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by Dodge. Much like Travis Green putting Pedersen on the third line, Dodge has made a great decision by adding the jailbreak trim level, which is above Hellcat. Dodge, you thought you were burning a lot of gas now? Just you wait. And then the first time we did this, everyone laughed at it. They thought that was really <laughs> funny. Wait, hold on. We can laugh at it and get ready. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> ah. I, I have something new to say this time. Yeah. <laughs> Do you? I've been thinking about it <laughs> since right. I heard this before. Okay. Um, it's funny how all these other companies are just going to like electric vehicles and whatnot, <laughs> and Dodge is just like, how much gas can we use? <laughs> we gotta make up for everybody yeah. else. You put a second engine. In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no more trunk. Another engine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's what the jailbreak trim level is. Yeah. It's a Hellcat in the front and another one in the trunk. <laughs> How do we burn more gas? <laughs> Got to make up for all the other car companies. That's hilarious. I love when we get to bring it back to Dodge because our first ever fake sponsor was the TRX. That's true. So I, 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 I think this might be the first time we've gone back to them. No, maybe. But I, I'm just, I'm, I'll, I'll just love that. Get a little no, I nostalgic. Think, I think we did another one about them putting a Hellcat in a, in a yeah, Dodge Grand Caravan. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was another oh, one maybe. at some point. Yeah. Yeah, we might have. Yeah. yeah. See, well, we, ne we never really roast Dodge. We just appreciate yeah. like, appreciate greatness. <laughs> yeah. They're listening to these like, hey, these fake sponsors aren't that bad. Yeah. Meanwhile, like. Yeah, they're like, we don't even need to sponsor them. <laughs> <laughs> they're not roasting us. You get a phone call from a dealership tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, if for some reason you want to sponsor this, <laughs> you can always reach us by email at vancouverboyshockey.com at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can always reach out to us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube at Vancouver Boys Podcast. And you can always hit us up on Twitter at Vancouver Boys underscore. Uh, speaking of nostalgia, let's do the Canucks news again. Mm -hmm. um, the Montreal Canadiens game, I did not see. The biggest takeaway from that game that just has Canucks fans so relieved is that Pedersen proved that he is still capable of at least sometimes doing the things he used to do, like ripping one-timers from the face-off circle on a power play, top shelf on Jake Allen. Beautiful goal. <laughs> you know, it's like, it sounds all impressive all the way up until you say on Jake Allen. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, good goalie. Yeah, right. you know, um, I should have left that out and just said on the Montreal goaltender. And then a few <laughs> years from now, people will be like, whoa, that was whoa. price back then. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Must have been. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was Caden Primo. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Pedersen did look good on the power play, but you know where he didn't look good? Where's that? Everywhere else. Everywhere else. <laughs> How'd you know he was going to say that? Oh, because we've done this before. <laughs> um, He's playing on the third line right now, which is where he looks like he belongs. He hasn't shown anything where 
it's like, yeah, you know what? We can bump this guy up the lineup. It's right now. It's like, yeah, this is where he deserves to be. This is what he's playing like. He has four goals on the season, and three of them are on the power play. So five on yep. five, he's not really doing anything. No. Um, and admittedly, like this game, I did think he looked good. He had a few other chances. Uh, you got to remember who his line mates are too, right? He's not playing with Miller and Besser, who he's accustomed to. He, again, deservedly is on the third line, but he's also not maybe getting the setup chances that he could be using to succeed. So, talking about he's got Pod Colson on his line. That's true, and actually, Pod Colson looked has better looked than great. he did. <laughs> yeah, Pod Colson looks good. Um, but then they've got, I believe it's Justin Dowling on the other side, so, or is it Dickinson? It's Dowling. It's one of the D. Yeah, it's Dowling. Yeah. Dickinson's playing fourth line center. That's right. That's right. Anyway, uh, chalk it up as a win. Just try to build on it. That's all I can say. Whether you deserved it or not, just build on it. You see Demko stack the pads in the last couple minutes, too? I did. Three minutes and 14 seconds left or whatever. Kicked it out with his toes. So nice. That puck was going wide, was it not? No, No, dude. That was going going in in the net. Yeah. Yeah. goal. I saw the highlight, but I thought for sure that puck was going wide. No, No. that was going in. That was a goal. Yeah, that was just phenomenal save. Again, just kept us in it. Uh, on to some other uh, stuff that's been going on. A uh, bit of a rumor in the hockey world over the last uh, week or so has been that uh, Miller and Horvat have been having these fights or, or on opposite sides in the locker room and that uh, players are taking sides and all this stuff. Uh, Cage rage. Just settle it. How much in gloves? Buckets, right? <laughs> buckets and gloves. For the captain's That'd seat. That'd be a good tilt. That Miller, Miller, Horvat, Horvat and Miller. Yeah, two kind of stocky, big body guys. Yeah. It'd be a good tilt. Yeah. I got my money on Miller. Yeah, yeah I, I take Miller too, I, I think. I think Horvat's got the bigger body, but Miller's just so much energy. Like, he wouldn't stop throwing punches. Dude is a different breed. Yeah, yeah he's built different for sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now I usually don't like to name uh, other reporters on here just because, you know, you don't want to get anyone in trouble, but it's just been a theme, so we're going to do it. Uh, this rumor originally started from Matt Sakaris, who was tweeting that they're having all sorts of problems between Miller and Horvat. And they're not talking and even some really petty stuff like Horvat didn't go to the team Halloween party and that Miller was irate about this. Uh, these rumors have just been completely squished, not only by the players and coaching staff, but even by other members of the media who've just said that Matt Sakaris essentially made this up. Uh, and now you can take that with a grain of salt because they're all kind of competing with each other. Uh, however, then Matt Sakaris uh, tweeted to Green, who, who again quashed the rumor, and said, Wow, Travis, thank you so much for paying attention to my podcast. Now you should pay attention to your last in-league special teams, which to me sounded almost like an admission of guilt. And he was just salty that he got called out on it. Yeah, I mean, like, how do you miss the team's Halloween party. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That's Come how you on. get the captaincy stripped. Come on, that's, Orvat. <laughs> what kind of leader are you? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, you gotta be you gotta be planning that stuff. Yeah. The uh but planning no the party. <laughs> but no In all I fairness, mean, Horvat does have a six month old at home, so that can take up some of your time. Dude, he's a millionaire. Yeah, you're the babysitter. Yeah. Well, babysitter. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's your kid's first Halloween, though, also, right? Yeah, what are they going to remember yeah, from exactly. it? Yeah, exactly. fucking baby. No, it's not about the kid. No, it's not about the kid. It's about the parents. Parents make a big deal of everything when it's your first thing. Something tells me that a Halloween party with your teammates isn't going to conflict with your baby's first Halloween. 
Like, I feel like they didn't okay, they get, didn't do the party on Halloween night. Okay, I think we're getting a little off topic here. <laughs> no, I the think, whole, we're, I think whole, we're right on topic, the actually. The whole point is... <laughs> we didn't talk is, about this no, we did this is new. No, this is a new conversation. <laughs> exactly. Now. That's, that's what I was going to say. We're getting off topic. I don't remember doing this last time. <laughs> <laughs> this can't be right. But He should have gone to the damn party. I all think. right. Yeah. You know what? Exactly. Even, even if you're right, the whole point is Miller didn't care. And even Ian Mack... <laughs> why? Why? Because <laughs> you're wrong. I've heard okay. enough of your comments. <laughs> Great. We put off the Budweiser red light every time I'm wrong. Things oh, Jesus. These are running out of batteries. <laughs> okay. We left it off. Okay. You guys are laying it on a little extra okay, because of you're it. Right. What's that? I guess we left it on all week. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, what the Where hell? were we? Right. Uh, Come on. We've done this before. Yeah, I know. Ian McIntyre, respected Canucks reporter, uh, mentioned that he also thought the rumors were odd as he commonly sees Miller and Horvat hanging out outside the rink. Yeah. So don't seem like two guys that don't get along and want to pull the team in opposite directions as they're friends. Right. Doesn't, uh, doesn't Miller have young kids too? Yeah, but yeah, they're older. I, 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 they're not one or less be, than one. No, they're not. They could be very young like that. They are yeah. very young. But and he was one. at the party? He was yeah. there. Yeah. Miller's not missing a party. Yeah. You can tell. No, point Absolute being stud. Yeah, it sounds like there's no rift between Miller and Horvat. And, and this would be the part where I chime in and I yes. say <laughs> that despite there not may not be a rift between Miller and Horvat, we know that there is definitely a rift between some player or groups of players on the team. Elias um, Pedersen. <clears throat> yeah, based on uh, Miller's comments after the Pittsburgh Penguins game where he kind of mentioned that there are players or the lack of mention towards the contrary of whether or not there are players that are buying into the system and that are putting in all the effort that's required for them to win hockey games. And uh, I remember, I believe it was the Boston Bruins game uh, between the Canucks and Boston where there was a, I think it was like, I can't remember who the Boston player was, but they were going in and they were about to score the empty netter and you just see Elias Pettersson just give up on the play. Like oh, that did. was a, that was a different game, but I know what you're talking. It about. It was a different game. It was the yeah. Colorado game because was it the Colorado game? Yeah, it was. And okay. I actually that brings me to another point that we have not discussed yet. Ooh, la, la. That in, in that game against Boston, where we had the goalie pulled, Elias Pettersson was sitting on the bench. Could you the imagine time. what's yeah, that? The whole time. Yeah. Well, we had an empty net. We needed a goal. Pettersson was not on the ice. You know who was on the ice? Chase Silly Pod Colson. That's right. Really? Yep. Wow. That's good. I mean, if hey, if you don't deserve to be on the ice, exactly. doesn't matter what the dollar amount on your paycheck is. We should trade him. Well, let's just settle down. Yeah, I think it's a little early for trade talk on the Pedersen front. But trade him. No. I mean, if if he doesn't pick up the production by like January, trade him. No, 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 no. I see. Trade this him. is where I, I think you're wrong. There's not the timeline isn't that close because a, put it this way. Look at how talented he's been up until this season. He he's been incredible. Uh, no. No, he, no. He had like one really good season. He had his rookie season right. where he won the Calder right. and was phenomenal all year. Exactly. The next season, he did pretty good, right? Like he was a pretty good player. In he the did league. better than in his rookie season. He put up a lot more points. Really? Okay. Yeah. So still, but still, it's that's a pretty years. good player in the league, yeah. right? Like I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. The it was next a pretty good season. Yeah. The next season, he got injured and he barely played. And right. when games he did play, he didn't look the same. The no, team, the team was no, he was, wasn't they as were they, good. They were like second last in the North when he went out injured. And then, obviously, yeah. they finished last in the North. Right. Um, and then this season, obviously, he's been abysmal. 
So, you know, he's trending in the wrong direction. And if he doesn't get it turned around quickly, they're going to run out of value on this guy. And they try to move him. Only you levy. No. Yeah. I mean, but this is different. You levy never looked like Pedersen has looked in the past. He did in junior. Yeah. That's what I mean, though. That's not the NHL, right? A player that can perform as good as Pedersen did in the NHL at that young of an age doesn't just get wiped off the face of the map statistically and stay that way. It doesn't happen. He will bounce back. I, I have all the confidence in the world that this is not forever. Eric Carlson. One year was great. That's a good point, yeah, too. Yeah. But how old was Pedersen? How old was Pedersen when that happened? Sorry, Marcus, how old was Carlson when Marcus, that happened? You, I realize you don't want to believe that this could be a reality, but just like kind of reflect on it a bit. It's not totally outside the realm of possibility. Yes, it really. is. Carlson might have been, what, 26? And then... No, he was, he was older than 26. 26, 27? Still. And yeah, he's regressed. For he was sure. in his late... Late twenties. Pedersen is twenty two or twenty three now. Yeah, but know. he was Carlson. Carlson was drafted right in his prime. Carlson's thirty one right now, and this was what maybe three years ago. So he was in his late twenties. He was maybe twenty eight. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We can see. How old was he when he got traded? Or, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. It looks like yeah, he was traded when he was twenty eight. So in his right. Prime. So like six years older than Pedersen is right now. But the only argument I'm trying to make is he was really good one year, and then just fell off. But that can be normal when a player's in their prime and even exiting their prime, that they make a steep drop-off. That's normal. Not when they're Pedersen's age. This is very unusual. And it, and it would be even more unusual for him to stay that way. All right. What about a player like Alex Galchenyuk? Had a really hot start to his career. Mm-hmm. And about the same age. Just high draft High fell, draft yep. Fell right off. You, okay. And now he's been on 170,000 different teams. That That is... Technically correct, <laughs> but Galchenyuk was also never as good as Pedersen was. You can't say he wasn't comparable. I'd say, like, Galchenyuk had a really good start to his career. He didn't win the Calder, if that's a, the point you're trying to make. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, production-wise, Pedersen in his first few seasons put up more than Galchenyuk did in his first few seasons. Okay, well, what if we're saying, are we saying, like, maybe Pedersen, the injury could be a problem? Well, like, I think it definitely is. I, I don't think it's a coincidence that he. So we could be he, looking. He at looked a, phenomenal. Came back. Uh, looked phenomenal his first year. Great the next year. The season after that, he almost got worse as the season progressed until he just left with an injury for the rest of the season. Now he's missed training camp. Comes into this season after not playing hockey at all for like eight months, and yeah, we're now two months into the season, and he doesn't look good. So could we say this is like a Pavel Bure situation? You mean where he's just riddled with injuries forever now and won't be good again? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. man. This just got dark. Yeah. No. I I mean, my, okay. I feel like we've gone way too deep into this. The last thing that I want to bring up about the Canucks, it's barely about the Canucks, but we have to do it again, <laughs> is uh, Brad Marchand suspended three games for sleuth footing. Uh, it happened. He has been suspended three games for the slew foot. And uh, it's a bit controversial that he got suspended if it was too long, if he should have just been fined, whatever you want to talk about. Um, but there's one thing I think has not gotten enough attention, and that's why I'm really happy I'm on a podcast, is I can shed some light on it, is it wasn't called a penalty when it happened. What the hell? John Shorthouse is Jack Edwards. Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> We're getting ahead of the play here. No, just wait. Okay, my whole point was that it's it's a three-game suspension. From the Department of Player Safety looked at it and goes, that's a suspension. The ref standing 10 feet away looking at it goes, nah, it's clean. 
But what I was gonna, what I said earlier, and I'll say it again. <laughs> shut up! Stop laughing. This is this is interesting. Is um, usually a commentator watching a play. You know, if something dirty happens, they'll just say, oh, this player got knocked down or knocked off the puck or play goes on or something. And then they'll wait for the replay to analyze it. Whereas, as you mentioned, John Shorthouse uh, <laughs> calling the play, looked at it. And as he's calling it, he goes, Ekman Larson into the boards. And that's a slew foot from Marshan. Play goes on. And it was just it was just funny that like he said, like as it happened, he was like, yep, that is a slew foot. I know it's a slew foot. So does that ref. So does everyone in this building. But there's no penalty on it. And I won't even go into Garrett because Garrett was just yeah. irate. Uh, and <laughs> fair point. enough. Yeah. And now you can bring up your thing about how you think that somehow <laughs> John Shorthouse is comparable to Jack Edwards. No, I was just joking on <laughs> okay. you. Because obviously like they're playing the Bruins. Why wouldn't I? Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's, it's funny. But Shorthouse, while I, I'm sure he cheers for Vancouver, is a pretty unbiased commentator, in my opinion. I feel like he throws in quite Your a bit opinion of opinion is biased. So. Yes, but he throws <laughs> Very in biased. but yeah. he throws in a lot of emotion for the other team's high points too. Whereas Jack Edwards only cares what the Bruins are doing. I've seen goals against the Bruins where Jack Edwards just it, he calls it like it's a pass across the blue line. Yeah. They go over to him and, and they score and that's a goal. And he just keeps talking about the Bruins. Like, he he does not call yeah. the other team It almost all. sounds like he's, like, blaming which defensemen let their check go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny, actually. Yeah. He's like, this didn't happen because the other team skilled. This yeah. happened because DeBrusque missed his guy. Yeah. That, that's it. My dad's a huge Bruins fan, so I love watching games with him. And, yeah, listening to Jack Edwards, it's... If, if our listeners out there don't listen to Bruins games, you should just for him. Because it is a... Oh, no. <laughs> it is a... It's a... Like, it's almost unbelievable when you hear the replays back. Yeah. And then when you actually watch the whole game, it's pretty crazy the stuff that will come out that guy's mouth. I, I feel crazy, too, that, like, it, as nuts as it is, I think he's toned it down over the years. Like, I think he used to be worse than he is now. I feel like someone's told him, hey, dude, you got to dial it back or we're going to cut you. Like, still bad, but uh, not as bad. Anyway, let's get into some uncharted territory here. Uh, ha Jake has never seen Happy Gilmore. It is time for the goof of the week. You've never what seen Happy Gilmore? <laughs> it's somehow we transitioned into this last time, but Jake right. has never seen Happy Gilmore. Yeah, no idea how we got there. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't even know what that transition would be, but yeah. what? Oh, no, no, because you were talking about angry. throwing the putter. Yeah, you, oh, right, no, that's right. It was about the, the play call when John Shorthouse, like, called it as it happened. He's like, oh, no, no, you made the joke. <laughs> Tyler, oh, Tyler said, yeah, it was funny how Shorthouse almost called it before it happened. Just saw Marshan going in and went, oh, here comes the slew foot. <laughs> right, yeah, and, that's right. Yeah. And, and I then, said, like, like that scene in Happy Gilmore where after they've gotten used to Happy being a golfer, and he, his temper breaks all the time that they went, oh, and here comes the putter throw. And then he throws his club. And then uh, Jake said, what are you talking about? I've never yeah. seen that movie. And uh, and the rest is history. Yeah. Then the rest, we just ripped on him for a while. And then yeah. I unplugged the roadcaster. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> and that brings us to present. <laughs> yeah. And that brings us to now where on top of me being a goof, Jake being a goof and the refs being a goof. Let's see if there's any more goofs. What a goof. <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. You got another one? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Actually, I could have had a few this week. <laughs> there were so many funny stories between Panarin throwing his glove, LeBron James contracting COVID. There were so many options. But I had to go with a team that has dropped five of their last six, the Winnipeg Jets. After losing 
seven to one in embarrassing fashion. The Winnipeg Jets went out and lost. No, got shut out by the Arizona Coyotes. Great yikes. Uh, and just to add insult to injury there too, I noticed that uh, in that game where they were shut out by the Arizona Coyotes, the one goal Arizona scored came from none other than Canucks legend Antoine <laughs> Roussel. <laughs> yeah. And in net, they had Vegemilka. <laughs> First career shutout. He, First career he shutout. No 46 kidding. saves. <laughs> yeah. I actually saw a stat where it was like, um, he tied the record for yeah. the amount of saves in their first career shutout. Yeah. Yeah. Glad to see Arizona's playing solid defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roussel's lighting the lamp. But hold on a minute. Like, what's going on in Winnipeg right now? Because this is crazy. Like I said, they lost five of their last six. One of them was obviously, like I said, shout out to the Arizona Coyotes. Can't say that enough. The other one was a 7-1 blowout from the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. We're a solid team this year, but you still wouldn't really expect that. And another one was to the Canucks. So it's like, what is going on here? Hey, that was a well-deserved <laughs> win by the Canucks. Just out-battled them for a full 60. Against the backup. So what is going on in Winnipeg? Yeah, I don't know. Didn't they draft some guy who was supposed to be really good at scoring a few years back? Winnipeg? Yeah. Like Kyle Connor. No, I believe his name was Patrick Line. Right. And then they traded him for Dubois. Right. Which has not hey, been a... Hey, 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 hey. They traded Line and Roslovic. Right. People forget about that. Yeah. And Roslovic's been deal. great this year, yeah. too. Roslovic's been a great... Well, granted, they did get just get blown out by Nashville 6 nothing. Oh, boy. And yeah. I'm sure that's not the last we're going to hear of that, either. Oh, no. We will circle <laughs> back around, for sure. Um, <laughs> but that, I guess, yeah, Dubois's not bad, either. But are, are they just missing offensive talent? Is that what it is? guess so i mean anytime you score one goal in a 7-1 blowout and none in a one nothing shutout things are looking pretty rough yeah yeah um well fuck. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> i know right well like no i'd I, love I, to hear a player one time in a post-game interview <laughs> yeah. they what went wrong out there well fuck, fuck what didn't <laughs> oh, well, oh, fuck. no i was gonna bring this back to the wild because I just love talking about the Wild. Yeah. And I was like, ah, <laughs> yeah, oh, fuck. But the Wild played the Coyotes and won this week. But you know who scored a really nice goal? Who's that? Anton Roussel. <laughs> set up by Louis Erickson. Oh, really? boy. Yeah. Filthy goal. And it was uh, two ex-Canucks lighting the lamps. Nine so, million uh, dollars worth of ex-Canucks. They, yeah. they still got pumped, but... <laughs> <laughs> but they scored a nice goal. I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just uh, I I need to reiterate this to the listeners. I will miss no opportunity to throw shade at the Winnipeg Jets. No, so <laughs> that's why they're this week's goof of the week. And honestly, this entire episode might just be us going through all the other biggest goofs of the week because that just seems to be what the stories are this week. Yeah, that's true. So. And uh, honestly, though, I couldn't tell you because for the first time, we are now recording unrecorded material. We have yes. we don't know. What comes next now? Exactly. This We're was, in this together. Yeah, this was about the mark where I unplugged the recording device last time and lost our audio. So yeah. moving forward, Into you're in for territory. a surprise. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Uncharted territory here. Let's do it. Brendan Lemieux suspended for biting Brady Kachuk. He got five games. Chomped him down. Clean play. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. Like, in what scenario would that be clean? Did he wash his hands? Because <laughs> <laughs> he I bit see. him on the hand. Ah, <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. Still, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't get. I don't get why. Like how how disassociated do you have to become to think? Yeah, my best play here is to bite him on the hand. Well, I think his his logic in his head was no one will be able to see it. Because even if you watch the replay, it's it is hard to see. to see. Yeah, until you see later Brady Kachuk waving his finger at the ref and he's got fang marks in it. <laughs> yeah. Then you're kind of like, okay, how'd those get there? All right, here's a better explanation. Maybe he just missed his pregame meal, got a little hungry. So he went for Kachuk's finger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's weird play all in all, but as weird as this is, there's been a big debate on it because it's such a strange suspension. Five games, does that seem appropriate? Seems like a lot. I was going to say that too. I would give him five games. He literally bit the guy. What but, if, okay, what if the guy that, what if the player who bit the guy was like Mark Stone or Brad Marchand, as we just talked about? Like, uh, Brad Marchand might have got 15. Yeah, well, that's different when you're dealing with he a repeat likes biting offender. and licking him. No, but I'm just thinking, like, what if Brendan Lemieux was like a big name player? If it was Mark Stone, I would still give him five games. Really? Yep. It, you're going to bite somebody, you don't deserve to play for five games. Yeah. To learn your lesson and become a vegetarian. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's just weird. It, it's you know, it's not like it did physical damage, but it's it's just gross. Like why you guys? Well, you guys played a lot of hockey. You guys know what a glove smells like. Delicious. It's not good. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. <laughs> pretty wretched. Yeah, but yeah. And well, I, don't, I don't think Brendan Lemieux was thinking to himself, you know what? This might not taste the best. <laughs> no, but I wonder if he's got new gloves on. <laughs> let, me, let, let me test it out. That new glove smell. New glove taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just hits, it just hits a new Hot Pockets flavor. New glove. <laughs> <laughs> Brady Kachuk. <laughs> They're going to have Brendan Lemieux's face on like a pizza pocket. Commercial or something. <laughs> Thinking like gum. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, no, that'll be that'll be on the Instagram, a Photoshop picture of Brandon <laughs> Lemieux and Brady Kachuk on a hot pockets box. <laughs> sure. Moving on. Uh Mark Bergevin fired by the Montreal Canadians for them sucking. I Four have, months after he took them to the Stanley Cup final. I know. I, I have very mixed feelings on this, actually, but I want to get your guys' takes first. Um, okay, so this is my perspective on the whole thing. Mm -hmm. He helped construct a team that made it to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. And four months later, he was fired, which we've, we've been over. Yeah. but So something the, has happened in those four months, clearly, that is that the ownership and the fan base has not liked. Yeah, they've, well, they've lost faith. They suck. <laughs> yeah. See, because for me, it's like everyone knows that it was a fluke they made it to the finals. But the, the big thing in this story, I think that maybe a lot of people are overlooking, is that in the finals, Montreal was so overmatched by Tampa Bay that I think the ownership group went, yeah, this team just fluked their way here. They were never going to win this. And now that Price and Weber are out, they're looking at the team going, this team blows. You know, he didn't do a good job making a good team. He just got lucky. And so they're thinking to themselves, you know what? We've got a lot of young players here. We got to set them up right. We got a lot of potential in our young players. So let's get a new new ownership or a new management group in and see what direction they can take the team in, which might be good advice to follow for their friends out West. Agreed. And we'll get to why that ties into us soon, but we'll finish with this one first. I think they're just looking to get a Frenchie in there. 
They're going to bring in a French GM for the community. You mean like another one? Yeah, I was going to say that that's not a news flash. That's kind of like the first thing on their checklist. Yeah, well, like you guys said, the team is not very good. They definitely got lucky. Playoff price carried them to the finals. Mm -hmm. There's a couple young, extremely talented players. They have Suzuki. They have Caulfield. Other than that, they're they're older with a bunch of average players like Josh Anderson and Tyler Toffoli's good, but he's streaky good. He's really only good against the Canucks. Yeah, he's very good against the Canucks. Yeah. Their defense this year only has seven goals between all of them in 21 games or whatever. Yeah, it's rough. So there's just there's not a lot of depth, and I feel like they've made some very interesting trades over the last little bit. Like that Sergeyev trade is sure looking like it's biting them in the butt. Yeah. Because Sergeyev looks like a stud, and Jonathan Drouin... Well, he's Jonathan Druin. My thing with Bergevin is just, I, I got to give him this. You can criticize uh, the team he built all you want, but what no one will ever be able to tell me is that he was not passionate about the team he built. You see the clips of him in the locker room and in the tunnel and even on the bench with the guys just jumping up and down, getting excited. You would never see Jim Benning do that. He, th- that's the thing is he's not emotionally into it, and you could tell that Bergevin was. And that's why even though the team right now sucks, I think a lot of fans are going to miss him quite a bit uh, just because he he cared. And simply, I think when you care, you have a better chance of putting together a good team than if you don't care. Yeah. Most GMs don't care, though. Yeah, well, that's just it. They care about keeping their jobs. Yeah. They don't get emotionally attached to their rosters, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's one thing I loved about him is he did. And now transitioning a little bit, is uh, they're in the GM hunt, and it's suspected that very soon the Canucks will also be in the GM hunt. Uh, Looking at a few uh, replacement options, one jumps out to me a lot. Roberto Luongo, who uh, in his last experience, well, he's helped Florida in some type of advisory position, and they've all said he worked amazing. He then GM'd a world championship team with Team Canada, Took them to the gold with, with a horrible lineup. Yeah, a terrible, terrible roster. And he put them together and assembled them in a way that went all the way. Everyone who's worked with him said he's incredibly professional. He's amazing at the job. And what I want to know is why he's a front runner candidate in Montreal, but not Vancouver. And I actually have a theory, but again, I will throw it to you guys first. Mangiapati carried that team. That is not why. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all he saying. did. He did. Hey, hey, Troy Stetcher, your boy, did pretty good too. He did, but that team was carried the day Monty and Pawnee showed up. Um, no, I think Roberto Longo would be an amazing choice. I feel like he's going to do what's best for the team. First act of business should be bringing in Evander Kane, but. <clears throat> You're, you're meaning if he was with Vancouver? Yep. Okay. Again, the Kane thing we have it's we have our place for that <laughs> in the show. But so. uh, yeah, I don't I don't know why he would be a front runner in Montreal yeah. other than and specifically not Vancouver. Yeah. Well, it's because he's French or yeah. from Quebec. Yeah. That's that's exactly it. But I would like to see him in Vancouver. I'd like to see Benning out. So personally, I think the reason that he's not a front runner here is because Aquilini can already tell by looking at him. He's not going to listen to anyone. He will do the job correctly and the right way, much like uh, much like Lyndon, right? He knows what to do. 
Aquilini doesn't care about success, though. He cares about money. Roberto Luongo's decisions might not make Aquilini money in the short term, but they'll sure as hell make the team better in, in the long run. You know what doesn't make sense to me? What's that? Is he? They build this team that gets bounced in the first round. The Canucks? Yeah. The second round. No, but what he's saying is they, they're they a team who gets bound. You know what I mean? Like, they're not like, a playoff. Oh, like actively. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. They're, okay. they're not a playoff team that's going to go deep. Right. And the thing about the playoffs is the first round of the playoffs, your money gets split with the league for your profits. Right. Everything after that is 100% profits for the team. Mm-hmm. So you think you would want to build a team that's going to go deep into the playoffs because you're there's way more money to be made because you can jack up ticket prices People are going to come watch, especially in Vancouver, if you have a good team. You're going to make hella cash. Now, I, I've thought the same thing, and here's my theory about that, right? Is Aquilini was the owner when the Canucks went to the finals in 2011. What I believe happened is he made all that money, thought this is great, and then the team got bad, as all really, really good teams eventually do. And I think they were bad for so long, and he was surprised that he couldn't bring them back up sooner, that he probably realized that the profits that he made from being really good did not balance out maybe some of the deficits or the not so big profits he would have made in those years where we had trouble selling tickets. And that's why I think his wet dream is just to get this team in a happy medium spot where he's always making a medium amount of money is because he knows that he can just keep them there. Makes sense. That's my theory anyway. On that somewhat depressing note, I think it is time to throw it into the break. Uh, Stick around. We will see you guys on the other side right after one more word from our fake sponsor. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Dodge. Much like Travis Green putting Pedersen on the third line, Dodge has made a great decision by adding Jailbreak, a trim level above the Hellcat. Dodge, you thought you were burning a lot of gas now? Just you wait. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name, don't wear it out. Man, we gotta sign this guy to a 6 by 6 Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Saros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back from the break. Uh, hopefully it was worth it to stick around for those 35 seconds. Uh, moving on to some more pretty crazy news. That's right. It is our weekly Evander <laughs> Kane or P.K. Subban segment. And guess what? P.K. Subban is... Nope. The wrong name. I said the wrong name. Fuck. Is not a part of it. Is not a site. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha, bitch. (laughs) That's right. It's our weekly Evander Kane or PK Subban segment that we save for after the break every week. And guess what? Evander Kane is back in the news. (laughs) (laughs) Man, these guys do not take a week off. It's been like three months now. Yeah. And we've missed what? One One. week? There was one week where these two (laughs) didn't have some stupid headline between the two of them. And it's been like three months. Yeah. We've been doing this segment for a while. Oh, it's been, wait, it's been longer because it was long before the season started. It was like in the summer. When all yeah, the but, stuff but was it wasn't, it wasn't, Kane. you're right, but it was a whole bulk then, then silence for a while. Mm. Then when the season started, it was Evander Kane, Evander Kane, P.K. Subban, P.K. Subban, 
Evander, PK. Evander and PK. Evander and PK. <laughs> yeah, we had, a, we had a doubleheader one week. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately, uh, no doubleheader this week, but Evander Kane has now reported to the AHL, San Jose's AHL affiliate, the Barracuda. Yeah, which is a really cool uh, name, by the way. A little off topic, but like, I love that. Barracuda. That's the name of my sister's um, minor league hockey association when she was growing up. Oh, they were called the Barracudas? The Barracudas. Yeah. I just think it was really neat for the San Jose Sharks to have like a very similar kind of named affiliate, but not the same, like the Abbotsford Canucks, which is, never mind. It should have been the <laughs> Abbotsford Beluga Whales. Yeah. Well, the, that, that would have been. Or the Abbotsford Seals. Oh, there you go. Because they wanted to take they, they wanted to go French with it. They could go the Abbotsford Fox. <laughs> okay, because they Fox. We <laughs> oui, oui. yeah. <laughs> we speak French in Canada and in Quebec, some places in New Brunswick, and specifically Abbotsford. Abbotsford. <laughs> anyway, uh, getting to the Evander Kane stuff. If, if, there's a lot to go over here, actually. This isn't one Evander Kane headline. A bunch of stuff has happened. So, as uh, mentioned, he has reported to the Barracuda of the AHL. Uh, his agent has granted or has gotten permission from the San Jose Sharks to try to look for and facilitate a trade. And uh, one kind of startling thing in this headline is they specifically mention that they've reached out to your Vancouver Canucks. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Dude, I was so excited. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's been rumors about, like, half the league. I've seen, like, I've seen sources from all over the league talking about how they're getting Evander Kane and yeah. what the trade looks like and how much salary is being retained. And Well, that's one thing. San Jose said they're willing to eat up to half of it. So, potentially, whatever team takes him could be getting him for $3 million per season. Three and a half. Three, yeah, three and a half per season. I would love nothing more. Than to have a Vander Kane in Vancouver. I mean, it wouldn't be the worst idea. You know, it's where he's from. Well, I think he's the shakeup this team needs. What? <laughs> 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 um, they they need a shakeup the way that like you get a mixed drink. You know, you little shake. This guy would Vander be this is like pounding a bottle of Jose Cuervo. Are you kidding me? This isn't yeah. a shakeup. This is alcohol poisoning. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe you need a little alcohol poisoning here and there. <laughs> Come check out the Twitch. Um, yeah, this is just like because he's toxic. Like, yeah, well, he, I think this is a great idea. No, okay, he yeah. just really he really rounds out our top nine. And especially our top six. Dude, imagine him on the third line with Pedersen and Pod Colson. No, I'd put him on the second line. Crazy third line. Him Here's and a, Miller? That's that's why I hate I this. Know. Is I've always, my whole life, cared almost more about the players' attitudes than their on-ice performance. I love that the Canucks have a pretty long-standing <laughs> history of having good people on their team. And if someone goes south, they typically get traded in pretty quick fashion. Ryan Kessler? Maybe he's got a good yeah, attitude. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Kessler, when things went south, they shipped him out. I, I mean, as well as Corey Schneider, which... Yeah, but <laughs> but Sorry, um, e even Zach Cassian, as soon as he started having problems, hit the road, right? Adam got at... Yeah, maybe, yeah. It's, maybe it's our turn to fix the problem for once. We keep giving everyone our problems. It's our turn to take on a problem. Well, but that's just it. Is He's like... You know, you can talk all you want about if he's a good player or not. And people like to rip on him, obviously because of all the personal stuff. He is a talented 
hockey player. And he, if he is good, and if he's he betting for be. your team to win, he's gonna play better. <laughs> yeah, you, that's yeah. the that's the trick. You just tell him to put money on on his yeah. team to win. <laughs> Dude's gonna finish top five in the rocket. <laughs> no, he's gonna win the rocket. <laughs> win every, every game and the Vesna. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think your best bet is trade for Evander Kane, but you need to go out and you got to bring in another player like Ryan Reeves to keep him keep him in check. Dude, keep you, him in check. What? what? What are they gonna beat the crap out of each other on the same team? No, dude, he keeps trying to make this Ryan Reeves Vander Kane line work. <laughs> yeah. It's not gonna work. You need to stop. <laughs> well, no, they'll they'll play on different lines. It's fine. But, dude, you, I swear, you got weeks. You, Tom Wilson, Ryan Reeves, Vander Kane. It could work. Yeah. <laughs> also, take him to the Olympics. You want to talk yeah, about a rift right. in the locker room? They hate each other already. <laughs> yeah, but you want to bring them on the team you together? Know, you know who else hated each other? Who? David Perron and Tori Krug. Oh. And now they're fine. Yeah, but they're not. <laughs> I, know, Ryan, I, I know. Ryan Reeves should be should be registered as a as a lethal weapon. The guy could kill anyone in the NHL he wanted to with his bare hands. And Evander Kane is so dangerous to himself, he shouldn't even be allowed on the ice. They're very different. The recipe for success. Yeah. I think it would be great. Okay. And yeah, this Canucks rumor is just crazy. Yeah, I, I I hope it happens. But I and again, I I would normally be the guy that would say no, keep this guy as far away from this team as you can, but I'm on the fence. I'm really on the fence about if that would be <laughs> See, a good idea. Yes. Hoaglander, Miller, Vander Kane. That's the thing. I can't get it out of my head. That's He's a good, good line. And what player do we have right now that will fight? A Vander Kane. No. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and Ryan Reeves. Oh, on the active roster at the date of recording, maybe Dickin Miller could no, throw hands on. if you I need him to. Dickinson? I hate how this question, it should be obvious. You have a six foot six defenseman. He's useless. He's not going <laughs> to fight anyone. But he should be the obvious yeah. answer. Yeah. Maybe Dickinson? But it's even that Demko. I would put Demko to fight over Yarrow over Lack. <laughs> Lack jumping off the bench in his hat, dude. Something <laughs> tells me that secretly Yaroslav Halak has been a murderer in a former life. Like he scares me. Yeah, he's he's a Slovakian assassin. <laughs> <laughs> Undercover. Imagine though, like you have Hoag's Miller Vander Kane, then you got like. Oh, Besser, Horvat, and Garland. Oh, what a line. And then you have Pods, Pedersen, and you add uh, Jonathan Dallin into the trade. You work you work Dallin in. You get rid of Dallin Pearson. doesn't want to be here, man. He asked for a trade. I know. No, no, but that was in the minors because he wasn't getting any play. Now he's going to play with Pedersen oh. because they're in the same bubble. That's true. And they, they like each other. They get along. Yeah, they, they're played really with, close. they played with each other in Sweden all the time. So now your third line is Pod Colson, Jonathan Dallin, and Elias Pedersen. And I think I think you have a, a half decent winning. Recipe I think this with, is the most unreal. And who who do we give up in that trade? By the way, who Tanner, do we send Tanner Pearson. Tanner Pearson. Love it. Gone. Great. Yeah. Take him. And we'll give you a first. <laughs> oh boy, a first for Kane. <laughs> but Dallin. we get rid of Pearson, and we get Dallin, and we get Dallin, who was <laughs> he was ours. Yeah. But I think I don't know. Yes. This makes no sense. Anyway, I'm this on the fence. Segment makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, have, we have a section of the show every week. We are a 90-minute podcast at most, and we dedicate an entire section of this show to talking about Evander Kane and or P.K. Subban. That's ridiculous. It is. He al he also said that... Oh, uh, God's sake, there's more. No, no, yeah. He also said his wife's second pregnancy 
yeah, was fake. That's right. He accused her of just faking the pregnancy. Yep. So Jeez. honestly, he could be a really good guy for all I know. <laughs> Something <laughs> tells me no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one said until proven guilty. Yeah. Last thing I'll touch on him is uh, when asked uh, about a rift in the locker room and the players not liking him, he said, it's all news to me. We get along fine. <laughs> See? That whole team, that whole sure, San Jose dude. team is a bunch of liars. Bunch yeah. of snakes. They're the problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're the alcohol poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> the whole team is the problem, not yeah. a Medicaid. Jose Cuervo's fun. <laughs> oh, boy. Exactly. Um, this one, uh, I, I can't wait for Jake to see just because uh, we've talked about it before on this show. Uh, well, just last week, actually, with New Jersey releasing the New Jersey, 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 Jersey. No, it was the New Jersey's New Jersey, the New Jersey, Jersey, Jersey. That's right. That's right. Um, I'm confused. That's a lot. Of, you're supposed lot of, to be. That's a lot of jerseys. I think. They have now released the hat hat. Yeah, Dougie Hamilton was wearing it. Yeah. It, so in the same font that they've written jersey on the New Jersey jersey jersey, they have now written hat on their new hat. And I, I love it. I love that if they were stupid enough to make the jersey in the first place, they're smart enough to at least make fun of themselves with it. And, and the they, pants are on the way. And they the got pants. the ginger to wear it. <laughs> yeah. I, I like it, though. I like the hat. It's I think that's funny. Hat. It is. Honestly, I uh, hate the jersey. I'd buy that hat. It says hat. Yes. Exactly. I know. It's funny. That's the thing. A jer An NHL jersey, that's a $200 meme. I'm not doing that. A $30 meme, though. <laughs> I that I would consider investing in. And we know Marcus <laughs> likes his hats. I he do. Does like his hats. I do. I, no, I like this hat. <laughs> and he might like that hat. Might like I might that like hat. that hat. That would. That's a good looking hat, I yeah, think. It's a hat hat. Honestly. It's, it's, no, it's a New Jersey, New Jersey hat hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a hat hat based off of New Jersey's New Jersey, the New Jersey, Jersey, Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> How many times can we say jersey and hat in one I, sentence? I, that's how many. I just maxed it out. It depends on the week. Yeah. <laughs> Broke the meter. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I love it, though. I, I, I love that they were willing to go there. Mm -hmm. One more thing we got to touch on because we've given a lot of hype uh, to the Olympics this year. We are yes. so excited to finally see McDavid, Crosby, McKinnon all suit up together on Team Canada. Mm -hmm. It's the best of Team North America from the World Cup a few years 2016. back. 2016. Yeah, which just feels like a, a lifetime ago now. Yeah, five years. I know. Yeah. That I feel old just hearing that, yeah. which is... Anyway, um, so excited about it. But now there are swirling rumors that the NHL may indeed hold their players back. Not per the contract or any technicalities, which is what it's been for the last eight years, but because of COVID concerns, worries that the restrictions there do not match what we have here. They don't like the quarantine levels. They don't like the danger they're putting the players into. And uh, that was in the contract that if there's an actual physical danger to the players or a health danger that the NHL can still step in and say, no, you cannot have our players. Um, this is scary just because of how excited everyone's been to see this and now might just not happen. You know why they're doing this? Why is that? They're trying to give China a chance <laughs> at scoring at least one goal. <laughs> well, I, usually I would say that's a good joke, uh, but the Olympic Committee has had preliminary discussions with uh, the China hockey officials to discuss their forfeiting of the tournament because it will be a complete... Yeah, I can't say that here, but 
they're going to get killed by every team they play. Don't they play Canada? They are in the they're same division. group as Canada and the USA. And Germany. Oh, boy. Yeah, so that is, you have last Olympics uh, silver medalists was Germany. What? Olympics? Yeah, but that was the year that there were no NHL players. Was it Germany? Oh, yeah. Dude, I haven't I I, I watched the Olympics been. in 2018. Yeah, it, I believe it was Germany versus Russia. Was it Russia? It was yeah, Russia, yeah. That's right. Russia Russia that, that was the final. So you've got the that silver medalist, the gold medalist from like every year in our lifetimes before that, and Team USA, who's just a perennial silver medalist or bronze medalist. So um, they got Austin Matthews, so they won't be an any medalist. <laughs> He's just going to shut down in the Olympics. <laughs> Important game? Aha. I'll do nothing. Don't worry. I'll choke. No, he's going to light the lamp against China <laughs> and then just shut down. Matt's, yeah. put, Matt's putting up 40 goals <laughs> yeah, against China. 40 goal tournament in one game. <laughs> Here's the thing if, if you are, say you're on one of those just super teams and you're playing China, do you hold back? No. Obviously, <laughs> no, I, no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Very different answers there. You no. have to. No. What do you mean you not hold back? You can't. If you're playing, if you're okay, if you're playing on, <laughs> let's just put you on like the Vancouver Giants, right? Like a, like a WHL team. <laughs> okay. And they say, all right, we're gonna put you out against the minor league girls team, like ten year olds. You're gonna hold back. No, you're because I would not say that's back. probably the disparity in skill level between Team Canada and Team China. And, and this is why you're not gonna hold back. Because say your first game is against Germany and it's it's a decent game. You win by five or six. You think that's it? Nah, I was being <laughs> they do have dry sidle. He might get five or six. Yeah. What about the rest of the roster? They got Stutzla and and stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wonder if Marcel Gotch is still playing hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. But uh, so you have Germany. I'm talking. No, I'm talking Canada against Germany. Yeah. So Canada plays. Oh, Germany. I see. I see. I see. Okay. And and they win by a bunch or whatever. Then their next game is against China, and they ease off and play the nice hockey. Win by ten. Yeah, but they're not playing at their top. The, Top level that they can no. play at. Their next game is against USA, who just finished playing Germany. And now they're coming into this game not playing their best, and USA is coming in just playing a really good game before that. You can't let off the gas. You got to go hard every single game because you got to be ready for the next game. Yeah, there there is something to be said about that, actually. If you stop at any point giving 100%, you are that much more vulnerable in the next game because exactly. you're not accustomed to it anymore. You get Tampa Bayed. Exactly. So you need to put up. 3,000 goals against China. I don't care. <laughs> 3,000 goals. If you're not getting 1,000 goals a period, then what are you doing? They're going to be playing that game for a month. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ryan O'Reilly is going to be 100% of the face-off circle. Well, it's going to be win the draw, slap shot up, yeah, I think, goal. I think Jordan Bennington is going to be 100% in the face-off circle because he's starting center. You know what I think? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I think they should do before discussing the forfeit option? Just add a mercy rule. That should almost exist already in the IIHF because of how much of a mismatch you can end up with sometimes. If you're losing by over 10 goals, you're not coming back. Just end the thing. <laughs> I mean, if you did, though, that's a miracle. What a do you mean? Miracle on Ice. No, okay. You're, but <laughs> Have you seen that movie? What? Miracle on Ice. What movie? Don't even start with me. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, of course I've seen one. it. Don't even start with me. <laughs> Great moments are born. 
from great opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> how does it, how does it, opportunities? He puts so much emphasis on the T. Yeah. Opportunity. It was a great performance, though. Oh, was. yeah. Is it Kurt, Kurt Russell? Is that his name? I think so. I don't know. Probably. Actually, uh, on a weird note, just at the end of that movie, I just always get sad because right after it said, you know, dedicated to Herb Brooks, who actually passed away while the movie was in the editing process. So he never saw the movie. Really? But he was totally interviewed for it. Like they, yeah, they you know, got it. his input on everything. But I thought it was really nice, the tagline they put on, that he never saw it, he lived it. And yeah. I, I just thought that was such a beautiful send-off to him, you know? Yeah. Obviously, it still would have been nice if he would have been able to see the movie. But, yeah. you know, just uh, always thought that was nice. And sad, but nice. Maybe Canada should just play five on three the whole game. Shorthanded? Like, like work on their penalty. Oh, Jesus. Count. I thought he was saying, like, they should be on <laughs> no, the no. power play. I'm on three the whole game. I'm like, God, man, no, you, you are sick. <laughs> he just hates the Chinese. <laughs> Jesus. No, you just put, like... We should make them not want to play hockey anymore. McKinnon, McDavid, and, like, Petrangelo out there to start the game. Just be like, you know what? We're sending a message. We're only <laughs> sending a message. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. What message would that be? That we only need the minimum amount of players to beat you guys. You're, you're not going to forfeit. We will forfeit you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they put three players out there. They'd probably score on their first shift. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. They'd find the lanes. You could pull the goalie, too, for all I care. And uh, on that wild note, uh, I think it is about time that we jump into the inbox. Never gets old. <laughs> now you really got those buttons figured out. Yeah. No, it's good. I, I don't I don't even like to touch it because when I do, I unplug the thing and we have to start over. <laughs> or you play this one. Yeah. I, oh, I yeah. do that one. Few too, I've done that a few too many times on accident. But uh, it's the way it is. We have a flood of questions uh, yeah. in the inbox this week, ranging from good questions to just ridiculousness. And starting with Statements. ridiculousness, uh, someone said Evander Kane to Abbotsford, sure. implying that not only will we trade for him, we will send him to the AHL. <laughs> or keep him in the AHL. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess that's technically true. Yeah. Did we ever figure out, is his vaccine card real? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we yeah, might he not. Just, he cannot be traded to a Canadian team. <laughs> no, he can be. He can just only play their away games in the States. Right. <laughs> yes. So he, he's Hamannick our answer be, to Hammond. Yeah, yeah. Hammond will be here. And Evander Kane will be just like waiting. Yeah. <laughs> and then their, their salary is almost the same. Can we just like offset their salary? Like <laughs> yeah. three million for Canada games and then the three yeah. and a half million for. Not a bad idea. Fair enough. We don't even need to get rid of anyone. Perfect. We got one question that I just want to address, but we're not going to get into. Someone said, each of you name your full roster predictions for Team Canada. Now, that will be coming maybe a bit closer to the Olympics, but right now to give a full roster prediction, we, we need like half an episode for that. Yeah. Well, so just kind of like a quick <laughs> view of like what you're looking at. We're going to be doing a bunch of World Juniors coverage. Yeah. Come, you know, probably around Christmas and then the weeks following that. Um, but I would say we probably, as soon as the World Juniors wrap up, we'll probably focus on the Olympics quite a bit after that. I would say we we might even go into a format of like the first half of the show being NHL, the second half, or a lot of the second half being dedicated to the Olympic hockey. Yeah, We'll um, figure it out though, and we'll let you yeah. guys know. If you want to keep up to date on what our plans are, follow us on Instagram at Vancouver Boys Podcast. Absolutely. Evander um, Kane makes the team. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We got a question from another listener who said, if the playoffs started right now, who do you think would win? And I'm assuming by would win, they're meaning would 
take the cup home. Uh, I think we've gone over this a few times, but and I, I, I was on the Colorado bandwagon. I have jumped to Florida. I have changed my my early season prediction. I, I think Florida's just look far and away like the best team in the league. They just have the best goaltending. It's just the way she goes. Now, also the best offense and one of the best defenses. So. Yeah, and they don't even have Barkov. So my answer to this is going to be a little bit strange, but I feel like I have a good way to back it up. Okay. Oh God. So I'm actually going to go with the Minnesota Wild. I. Okay. Um. I'm going to unplug the roadcaster again. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my thing. Like, so if you pay attention to who's won the cup the last few years, minus Tampa Bay's wins, you had Washington, you had St. Louis, you had Pittsburgh. These were all teams that weren't super dominant in the regular season. They were just right. hot Louis was in last. Exactly. Right. Like they weren't dominant in the regular oh, Cox season. Cox could win. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. All the way back. My, my point here is that it's all about teams that are hot going into the playoffs, that are hot in the playoffs, and that, you know, carry that that momentum, momentum right, mm-hmm. that up to a cup final. And this question asks, if the playoffs started today, who would win the cup? Now, granted, this is two months of hockey, the, the, the playoffs are, but I just think that the hottest team in the NHL right now is the Minnesota Wild. I think they, they're they just... Like, Christ almighty, they scored seven goals the other night against the Winnipeg Jets. They're a good, strong team. Four of those goals were against, you know, Hellebuck, who's one of the best goalies in the league. Is he? Well, <laughs> it's it's to be debated, but widely considered one of the best goalies in the league. Okay. And I don't know. I just think they're a really hot team. And they come across to me as a team that if they are able to, you know, be at their peak like they are right now in April or May, they could be serious threats to be a sleeper for, for the Cup. And I, I, obviously, I could say, you know, Tampa again, because I have. That's who I still think is going to win. Nah. But um, I just think, you know, why not go on a limb here? You know? Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. The Wild are going to get burnt down in the playoffs. By, by who? Calgary Flames. <laughs> you, okay. by, I knew you were going to do that. Oh, man. <laughs> um, well, that was a horrible pun. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, this is an interesting one, and I think, I know Jake's talked a lot, but I'm going to throw it back to him just because I feel like he's got a few opinions on this. How is Daryl Sutter a front runner for the Jack Adams? And I throw that to you because you are a well-known hater of the Calgary Flames, but over recent weeks, I've seen you watch a, a bit of that team and come around on them a little bit and give them maybe more props than you even like to admit. Yeah. But anyway, I, I feel like you are well qualified to answer why their coach is the front runner for coach of the year. Right. Uh, well, I do have to correct you on one thing quickly before we get started. Mm. I have never said I hate the Calgary Flames. I just think that they've been overrated. And I still right. think they're overrated. It, I think it was just such a theme for so yeah. long that just in yeah. my head, I picture you hating them. I hate the Winnipeg Jets. I don't <laughs> hate the Calgary Flames. So... Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. You know, like a lot of times, think about the the Jack Adams Award winner last year, right? Mm. The, Ca- the Carolina Hurricanes. Nobody expected them to perform the way they did. No. He won it. Yeah. Nobody's expecting Calgary to perform the way they are now. Sutter's going to win it. If this prediction from this listener uh, comes true, right? Like it just, it makes sense that that would happen. Um, yeah, I mean, like I'd, I'd buy it. I'd buy it, yeah. Okay, and we'll take uh, one more question from a listener here. Uh, and this is actually interesting because we, we didn't quite get into this earlier, but they said that if Mark Bergevin is getting fired by the Canadians, do you think he could be on the list to come to Vancouver now that he's available? No. Why not? 
Because I don't want them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, want Luongo. Yeah, um, me too. But uh, what, what would you think about Bergevin coming to Vancouver? What are your thoughts on that? I feel like when you're looking for a new GM, you shouldn't be looking for a GM that just got canned. <laughs> He says that like it's a profound statement, but it actually makes yeah. so much sense. But no like, one says it. Yeah. Like, if they just like, got fired for sucking, yeah. why are you bringing them in? It's like, man, I'm starting up this electrical company. I need great people. That guy just got canned. Let's hire him. No. Absolutely But he's got not. experience. I don't yeah, care. experience and shocking himself. Yeah, exactly. No, we're, we're going for somebody, maybe somebody new that's like up and coming. Wongo or or someone who's had a little bit of time to reflect or have had some things go on, hence why we should hire Joe Quinville. As GM <laughs> as head or coach. at all <laughs> as head coach. Um but yeah, no, I think he definitely should not come to Vancouver. He's he's fresh off of a firing. I think he's gotta sit down and think about a few things before he even really goes out and looks for another job. Yeah, I don't think he's a very good drafter, but I think he's a pretty good um, trader in terms yeah. of a GM like his drafting history hasn't been the best he's had a lot of misses it looks like Cole Caulfield's going to be a hit um, but other than that you know he hasn't really had too many good draft picks and Jim Benning is the complete opposite whereas Jim Benning can't make a, tra- a, a trade or a signing to save his life but he can draft well so it's too bad you couldn't have them working in like a a tandem as assistant GMs. And then well, why like, couldn't you though? Well, and then have like another GM, so it's that they, like they still work for your your organization. Yeah, um, but just not in a lead general manager role because I think they both do have positive qualities, well, or at least their teams do. Yeah, and I mean that's been brought up about Benning a lot is that he would almost be better as either an assistant GM or even a head scout rather than the GM. But that is interesting that they do complement each other, and while expensive. They might both bring to the table what the other one lacks. So uh, anyway, uh, thank you for all your questions. I'm so sorry we won't have time to get to all of them. But uh, as always, you guys are amazing. And you always fill up that inbox for us to jump into. And, and not giving Jake one, ever giving him an excuse to not hit that button. No, don't even touch it. Yeah, oh, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he got it that time. And, uh, oh, and speaking of the time, Jake, have you checked the time recently on that shiny new iPhone? Why don't you let me do that? Oh, hey, would you look at that? It says that it's time for For Tyler's Tyler's Surprise Headline. headline. It's Tyler's Surprise Headline! Oh, yeah? Okay, well, we're going to keep this story very similar to last week's, in a sense. In a sense. Okay. Okay. Florida man posing as a police officer. Oh. So just like in the that, Yeah, that's what last happened week. last time. Oh, no. What did, what did they try to do? Pulls over a deputy <laughs> sheriff. Oh. <laughs> so this genius was <laughs> <laughs> randomly pulling over cars and getting behind in his crown Vic that he bought and put on the lights and everything. At night, so that people couldn't really tell that it wasn't a cop. Yeah, yeah. And he was giving them fake tickets. Well, were they just linked to his PayPal? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Maybe he was just trying to be a good Samaritan. He's like, you know what? You guys need to slow down. Here's a fake ticket. Oh, blah, yeah. Blah. Fake ticket linked to the actual yeah. police website where they could pay the fine. <laughs> yeah, probably okay. not. But <laughs> this one time, 
he uh, makes a a very big mistake and pulls over an undercover or not undercover off but off duty sheriff. Yeah, and then finds himself getting arrested. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that so fits. I really hope he was saving up those uh, those fines that he was collecting off people because <laughs> he's uh, he's gonna have a pretty hefty bail charge. Yeah, impersonating a police officer is not a light crime. No, no, it is not. I've heard that. that However, actually... impersonating a police officer to get free food from IHOP might not. Be. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've heard a lot of like weird things about like in different places, especially like Germany and other like Eastern or Northern European places. There's really weird laws about stuff like this. Like tailgating someone can mean you lose your license for six months. But then impersonating a cop is like two points on your license, <laughs> like weird things like that. Sure. But I feel like in the U.S. they take their uh, policing pretty seriously down there. Yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty funny because he he pulled up to the window and he's like, sir, you need to slow down. You're driving way too fast. Uh, can I see your license and registration? And the cop just reaches over, grabs his badge and shows it to him. And is like, I'm calling 911. And Buddy decided to run back to his car and start trying to drive away. So it ended up in a in a car pursuit, which <laughs> he ended up getting stopped. But <laughs> detail there. <laughs> yeah, uh, Florida. Florida, I don't understand. Like, who wakes up and is like, you know what? I'm going to be a cop today. <laughs> Other than the people in the movie, let's be cops. Actually, this isn't quite as bad as I thought, but uh, it would appear that the maximum punishment is five years incarceration for... Impersonating. impersonating a peace officer a peace a peace officer a i guess police in, no a peace <laughs> no. officer that's albertan oh okay so that's the max oh yeah you're right this but is that's alberta. like that's like one of them fake cops the fuck in did i end up on the government of alberta website <laughs> so <laughs> that, that's actually funny if you if you talk to a peace officer in alberta and you just heckle them about not being able to crack it as a cop <laughs> they're uh they don't, they don't like that very much. Yeah, no. you can imagine. I, oh, here, I got Florida now. I don't know by experience. <laughs> okay, I, I'm on the Florida page. Because it's RCMP in Alberta. Right. right. Uh, the crime for falsely impersonating an officer is a third-degree felony and is punishable by up to five years in prison, five years probation, and a $5,000 fine. Right. A lot of fives. Yeah. Yeah, a lot more severe than bullying a peace officer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or trying to get free. Oh, no, I guess that it doesn't matter what you're impersonating them to do. Even if you're just trying to get free pancakes at IHOP, that's, uh, <laughs> that is still five years. Yeah. I would say not worth it, especially not from IHOP. Well, the, the $5,000 fine alone, you may as well just pay for the food, man. <laughs> what is that, like $5 American? To get some freaking pancakes at IHOP? Probably. Yeah, I would imagine. Probably something like some that. fake syrup? It's sweet liquid. What the fuck? Huh. Why'd you say sweet liquid? That's what fake syrup would be. Just <laughs> syrup a liquid? Did you call it's it that? viscous enough to be like a... <laughs> oh, God, here we go. It's not quite a solid. <laughs> no. no. No, if it was a solid, it wouldn't goop everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no. What, a liquid goop? All right, yeah. all right, all right. <laughs> okay, enough gooping. Like molasses, I th would that be a liquid? Maybe that's maybe molasses is just a state of being. Maybe I feel like my state of being should be molasses. Okay, on that philosophical <laughs> note, I think it's time we sign off. I'll remind our listeners once again that if you are looking to get in contact with us for any reason, you can always find us on social media, on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube. All of which we are at Vancouver Boys Podcast. 
On Twitter, we are at VancouverBoys underscore because Vancouver Boys podcast does not fit in a Twitter username. Twitter handle. In a, thank you, a Twitter handle. We're good at Twitter. Yes. Yeah, very good at Twitter. Uh, and podcasts. Yeah, excellent at podcasts. <laughs> Definitely don't have to start them again halfway through because I'm an idiot. Uh, and I feel like by the time anyone listening to this gets to the end, they get to hear us as like our authentic selves. Oh, this yeah. Is really what we're like because we've been sitting in a room together for 90 minutes yeah. or this week, 190 <laughs> minutes. I'm so sorry. Um, and if for some reason after all that you want to get in touch with us over something serious, you can always reach us by email at VancouverBoysHockey at gmail.com. From all of us at Vancouver Boys Studios, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace! And come watch us on Twitch!